Thank you, Daniel. Well, my name is Ron Cole. I'm one of the pastors here at Hillside. Welcome to all of you. Welcome to those of you who are watching online. Our scripture passage this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. Uh, we're going to re- listen to and read verses 1 through 4. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount, part of what Jesus said to his followers, uh, to a whole group of folks, about what it meant to, to follow him. Jesus said this. He said, be careful. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't announce it with with trumpets like the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. No, no. No, when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, he will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. We're continuing our our, our sermon series on the ways of discipleship this morning. And, And again, I know we do this a lot, but we have to get the context right. We have to make sure we understand how this is going and, 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 and make it clear that again, we are saved by grace. 100%, just as we are. You are loved and accepted by God. You don't have to do something to get him to love you. You don't have to do something to get him to, to, to care for you, to forgive you. It is all by grace. We are accepted just as we are, but we're not left just as we are. We said, if Christ is alive in us, we should be changing. We should be growing. We should be becoming more like Jesus Christ. We should think like Jesus and talk like Jesus and, and, and act more and more like Jesus. And so what we've been asking ourselves in this series is, how do we do that? How do we grow? How do we keep getting more and more like Jesus so we've been asking ourselves that, and, and, and we've recognized two important things about this again. First of all, again, our growth is primarily the work of the Holy Spirit, but that there are some things we can do. It's the Holy Spirit who changes us. I can't change myself. The Holy Spirit changes us, but there are some practices. There are some things I can do to give room to the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, these practices, about these things that we can do, worshiping, connecting, inviting, praying, studying, serving, doing those things, that as we do those things, we become more and more like Jesus Christ. So again, we're, we're looking at serving for uh, this little section of our series right here, and, and we're thinking about that, and just again, a, a real quick definition, it, it, we're basically talking about just doing something for someone without pay. <laughs> we're talking about, about sometimes mundane things, bringing somebody a cup of coffee, doing the dishes, folding the laundry, maybe bigger things, giving somebody a car if they need it, whatever it is, we're talking about doing those, those are service things. Those are service things, and, and that's part of the discipline that we do. That's hard, part of how we, well, in fact, what I want to do is come back to something I said a couple of weeks ago, that, that serving, one of the things that we have to keep straight is that serving is really two things. On the one hand, it's a result, and what I mean by that is that, that the more I'm like Jesus, the more I'll serve, right? The more we're like Jesus Christ, the more we serve it. It happens that way. If through my prayer life and scripture reading and the Holy Spirit at work in me, I become more like Jesus, I'm going to serve more. I'm going to do that more. So it's a result of being more like Jesus, but it's also a cause, as it were. It's a practice. It's a way of following Jesus that helps me become like Jesus. It not only comes out of being like Jesus, serving, and this is really what we want to think about today, serving helps us become like Jesus, and serving shapes us, okay? 
This is kind of what we mean by a serving being a practice. So serving shapes us, and it does this in powerful ways. Because what serving does, and, and it might be the, one of the most powerful disciplines we can get involved in, one of the powerful, most powerful ways of discipleship we can follow, is, is when we serve, we are confronting the core of our sinfulness. Because what the Bible says is that apart from Jesus, on our own, you and I are curved in on ourselves. We are self-centered. We are constantly putting ourselves in the center of, we are making it all about us. And when we serve, we make it about somebody else. And so serving helps us confront and deal with our, our self-centeredness. It helps us confront and deal with our pride. It helps us get at, kind of in one sense, the core of what is wrong with us. Let me try to show that to you visually so that, again, we can kind of think about this and picture this. The Bible talks about what we are and what we will be. Again, we're saved by grace. And we're saved, we are in our sinfulness, we are self-centered, right? We are curved in on ourselves. We are navel gazers. We look and we put ourselves at the center of everything. That's what I do. I, I hear about in my natural self, apart from Christ, <coughs> excuse me, I hear that you lost a loved one, and my thought is, okay, what does that do to my schedule? How does that impact me? That's, that's who we are apart from Christ. That's what we're fighting against. We are self-centered, and ultimately, there is no ultimate joy here. Okay? Because we can try to, and, and you can see people who've done this. We can try to accumulate and fill up everything. We can try to build our whole world around ourselves. But it's never enough. It's like, again, drinking cups of sand when we're thirsty. It doesn't do any good. It just deepens our thirst. But what we will be is other-centered. What we will be is people who serve. We will be people who give and who do it because it's, it's just the way we are. It's a, it's a life of deep joy. Two weeks ago, we said that God himself is a servant. Jesus, when he came, he said, look, I didn't come to be served because that's not me. I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And so one day you and I will be like this. This is, in some ways, the fundamental shift that we go through from being self-centered to being other-centered. See it throughout the scriptures. Let me just, to make sure that you know I'm getting this not from Ron's head, but from scripture, Galatians 5, verse 13. Galatians 5, verse 13 says this, You brothers and sisters were called to be free. You, you know that you are free from having to prove yourself to God. You are accepted just as you are. You're free from having to reach a certain mark. You are saved by grace. You're free. But then, Paul says, but don't be foolish. Don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh, to, to continue your selfishness. Don't say, well, if God's going to accept me for whatever, then I get to just make it all about me. He said, why would you do that? That's bondage. Why would you stay in that? Rather, rather, serve one another humbly in love right? Don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another in love. This is who we are becoming. And let me try to show you how that works. Again, I think the most powerful way for us to fight against our selfishness is to serve. It is serving that gets us from where we are to where we will be. And again, we won't get there in this life. I don't know how far we'll get, but this is one of the best ways we grow to become more like Jesus Christ, to engage in hundreds and hundreds of little acts of service. When we do that, we say something. 
We say something that's essential, but that kills our old nature. We say, it's not about me. When I'm in Christ, I know that God's going to take care of me. I know that God will meet all my needs according to his riches and glory. God will take care of me, so I don't have to worry about that. And that sets me free to then serve. So I can say, it's not about me. It doesn't have to be because Jesus Christ saved me. It's not about me. And when we say that, and and, and when we go to work and we bring the boss who, who treats us like a servant, when we actually serve that person, they're the hardest people to serve. Right, somebody who treats you like a servant. But when you go and tomorrow you just serve, you bring them, whatever it is, you're saying it's not about me. It's not about whether I'm above you or below. It's not about me. I want to serve you. And when we do that, we get a little, a little uncurved. We, we're a little less incurably curved in on ourselves and, and, and we get a little uncurved. And then when we come home and, and we do the laundry, we say it's not about me. We get a little more uncurved. And when we, you know, when we come and shovel the pastor's driveway, we say, it's not, I just blew it, didn't I? <laughs> it's not about me, right? And, and we open up a little bit more. A- and we keep doing those activities. We keep doing those things. It's not about me. It's not about me. And I don't know how far we'll get in this world. I don't know if we'll get this far. I don't know if we'll get a little further. I, 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 in some ways, it, it, you know, 50% of the time you're thinking about somebody else, I'd give you the Hall of Fame. Um, but, but whatever it is, at some point Jesus Christ is going to come back and he is just going to bring it all there. And, and he's going to just straighten us up and we're going to be able to love the way we were created to love. We're going to be able to give, we're going to do all those things and just find out how much joy it is to make it our life's goal to bring joy to others, to bless others, to serve others. And, and, and what's cool is in heaven, they're all going to be trying to serve us, and we're going to be all fighting about who gets to serve who. And, 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 and that's what it's going to be about. That's what we will be one day. Now, something Eric said last week that I want to just get to and, and, and touch base on, because I think we so often get this wrong. When we think about saying, I'm going to humbly serve others, right? So often, what we don't think about is, it's not about me. What we think about is, what I have to tell myself is, I hate myself, if I'm, going to be, if I'm going to be, I have to say, I'm, I'm the worst. I'm worse than you. I'm below you. I'm horrible. Then I will serve you because you're better than I am. So that's what it works. No, that's not how it works at all. Nowhere does Scripture say, well, if you learn to hate yourself enough. And to, no, it, what it means is I, I don't, the Bible talks about it. It's just saying it's not about me. And, and when I do that, then, then I can be the servant. I, I have gifts. I'm better at you than some things. We're not as good at you as other things. I, I don't have to deny that. I mean, if, 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 if being a servant required saying, I'm the worst, God could never be a servant. God didn't say, I'm the worst. God said, it's just not about me. I want to bless you. That's the attitude. That's the heart. That's why, again, C.S. Lewis said, humility is not thinking less of ourselves. It's not hating ourselves. It's not saying, I'm the worst. Humility is just not it's thinking of ourselves less. All right? So serving shapes us. Serving helps us fight against our self-centeredness. It helps us fight against our pride. And now let's come to the words of Jesus. Because what Jesus wants to know is, yep, serving will shape you, but especially when you serve in secret. (laughs) Especially when you serve and nobody finds out about it. Because that's really, really hard for us. Richard Foster wrote a book called Celebration of Discipline. And he talked about serving. And he said, nothing disciplines the inordinate desires of the flesh. 
that's theologians speak for our selfishness. Nothing disciplines our self-centeredness like service. Nothing fights against it. Nothing helps us to, to grow to be more like Jesus by, than, than actually just serving other people, putting their needs before our own. But he says nothing transforms the desire of the flesh, our selfishness, like serving in hiddenness. The next line is this. The flesh whines against service. Right? My old nature does not like to serve. I don't like to, to feel like I'm below you because that's the way we think. And sometimes we find ourselves saying, why am I the one who has to do this? Nobody else takes care of anything around here. I'm the only one who cleans up. I'm the only one. This self whines against service, but it screams against secret service. <laughs> Hold on, you mean I'm supposed to do this and not, not get any applause? Not get any kind of bump of, of people knowing what a great servant Ron is? I mean, wow. I, yeah, that's what Jesus is talking about. What Jesus does in Matthew 6, 1 through 4, is he gives us three guidelines to how to serve in a way that really transforms us, to how to serve in the way that will, will most, most impact us. He starts by saying, don't, don't serve to be noticed by others, right? Verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness. And that's doing your good deeds, your religious stuff. Don't do your prayers he's going to talk about later on, fasting. Don't do that to be seen by others. Don't do it in front of others. Don't do it to be noticed by them. Verse 2, so when you give, when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets like the hypocrites do, right? Don't make a big parade of it. Don't do that so that others will honor you. Don't do that. And, and if we're honest, we have to confess that when we are doing our good deed, we wouldn't mind if somebody did throw a little parade for us, right? I, I did it, so shouldn't I get some credit? Notice what a good guy I am, that I, Ron, the senior pastor, will sometimes help out the custodians at Hillside. Let me hear it for me. And I can practice my prayer. Right, there's a part of, there is something deep inside. Now, I don't know if anybody actually announced their giving with trumpets in Jesus' day. Or if, maybe they did. I, I suppose there are some people who, who like to do big things to say, look at what I did. But most of us, yeah, that's not our fear. For most of us, we're not going to announce it with a parade. It's going to be much more subtle than that. Oh, sorry, I missed your call shoveling the neighbor's driveway. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that I'm shoveling the neighbor's driveway. That's why I missed your call. I'm so tired because, I mean, I serve on three boards. We had meetings three different nights this week. We had, I'm just so tired. Excuse me if I'm tired because I'm so good. <laughs> and, 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 and we complain about those people who, who build buildings and get plaques on them. And, and, and we point out that you know, that's just not what God wants. I mean, we give 10% and nobody gives us a plaque. <clears throat> I give 10%. Did you notice that? And in all these little subtle ways, we make people sure people notice that we did something. Jesus said, don't do that. Because then our service is still about ourselves. Now, question. What's so bad about it? I mean, what's so bad about getting a little credit? The fact is, one of the interesting things is, is some fundraisers, and I can understand it, some, but they'll say, you know what, that inspires others, right? 
If we celebrate your gift, it's going to inspire somebody. What's so bad about it? Here's what Jesus says. Back to verse 1. Jesus says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Why? Because if you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. You'll get the applause of earth, but you'll miss the applause of heaven. It's like we get to cash it in once. Jesus said, why would you waste it on impressing Pastor Ron? <laughs> I mean, seriously, why would you? you, you so when you give, verse 2, when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets like the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So Jesus recognizes there is, there is a reward when you catch me doing something servant-hearted and you tell me what a great pastor I am. There's a reward. But Jesus knows the fickleness of the crowd. Boy, does he know what it's like to be applauded on Sunday and destroyed on Friday. He says, you can take that, but it doesn't last. He says, in fact, not only do you re lose your reward, I think what Jesus would say is we also just, it actually, we can serve in such a way that we even become more curved in on ourselves. We can make it more about ourselves, and we're more in jail, and we're more in bondage. So don't serve to be noticed by others. And, and then that, that strange verse where he talks about left hand and right hand, I think what he's talking about there is don't spend too much time thinking about your own serving. Right, don't, don't think about that. He says, when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now, obviously, that's, I don't think that's possible that any of us can. But I think what he's saying is don't dwell on it. Don't just kind of remind yourself of what a great person you are. Jesus knows that we have an amazing ability to, to, to pat ourselves on the back. We have an amazing ability to, to you don't need to know about it. But you see, I mean, so here's, here's how it might work in your life or in mine. You, you, you read about, you know, somebody putting together meals for somebody who lost a loved one. And you say, I should sign up. Yeah, but ah, I, mean, I do that all the time for people. I mean, I just made a meal for, for the, the neighbor, you know, two doors down when she lost a loved one. And that was just, what, two weeks ago? Well, no, a month. That was summer. So it was, it was six months ago. But I do this kind of thing all the time. And we just kind of break our arm, patting ourselves on the back. He says, don't do that. Because, again, it just leaves us more and more curved in on ourselves. Let it just be that you did this. And, and, and just say, God, what in the world? How did you work around my pride? <laughs> Way to go. It's not about me, friends. It's not about me. Don't serve to be noticed by others. Don't spend too much time thinking about your own wonderful service. Just serve and let God take care of the rest. Just serve and let God take care of the rest. Don't do it in front of others. Don't think about it too long so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. There is a reward, but it's from above. And I think it's kind of two things. One is... It's just hearing, well done, well done. And, and there is nothing like that. And, and, and you'll know that it's not just yourself saying well done when it's God saying well done when you say, yeah, but there's so much further to go. When you say, yeah, that's right. You, you, that's not, you were thinking about it too much. 
when you just say, I, I know, Father, but thank you. You were the one who did that. So I just want to thank you for, for doing that in me. And, and, and so, but there is that, that promise in Scripture that our God says when we, when we give to others with a genuinely humble heart, when it's not about us, he notices. He notices. And he smiles at us. And that smile is better than any billboard you can imagine. That's what you want to focus on. Just saying, God, I'm just, thanks for helping me. And, and, and the other thing is, God rewards us by helping us become unstuck. By helping us become more and more of who he created us to be. So those things about serving. Don't serve to be noticed by others. Don't spend too much time thinking about your own serving. Just serve and let God take care of the rest. Friends, God wants us to be free. This is the road to freedom, friends. This is the road to a full life. It's being set free from my need to be at the center of everything. It's being set free from my need to be noticed. It's being set free from my addiction to approval and applause. It's being set free from all of that. And simply learning to live in the, the amazing love of God, our Father. And, and, and then just let that flow through us to others. So this week, let's practice. I want to invite you to, to commit yourself to finding something to do as best as you can, completely hidden from anybody else. Give money somewhere and don't tell anybody that you did that. Don't let anybody know. Maybe you want to be really crazy and not even tell your tax person. I know whether that's wise or not, but you know what I mean. Just don't let anybody know. Buy a gift card and get it to somebody with no signature, but just saying, God loves you. And, and if that person would say, did you do this? Like, I, somebody who loves you did it. Because it's really not you, your old nature. You can kind of say, no, I didn't. I'm too. It's you and your new nature. So just say, no, somebody who loves you did. Wake up late or early and do something around the house and then go back to bed so that nobody knows it was you. People will notice, but they won't notice us. That's, that's the cool thing. They won't notice us. What they will notice is God and his amazing grace. And we'll start to experience joy. Really, we will start to experience joy. And that's what we were created for. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you and... Uh, we pray that you'll help us do this because it's really hard. We're not so good at serving others because we're tired and there's a lot of work to do and we're scared and we're nervous and we're worried that we're not going to be able to get it done. So remind us of your amazing grace and your provision that you will take care of us so that we can pour into others. Then help us to do that without needing to be seen by others, needing to be noticed. Give us the joy of loving others in secret and of serving others in the hiddenness. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.